So we're all still here then. The world didn't end after all. Although as far as I'm concerned, the world ended as far back as May 1990 when Crystal Palace narrowly failed to beat Manchester United in the replay of the FA Cup final. The fact is, I've been waiting till after the 21st of December to record this podcast just in case the Mayans were right. I mean, there wouldn't have been a lot of point, really. I must admit that I had slightly mixed feelings when the much-heralded Armageddon failed to materialise, mainly because I had quite a substantial bet on at the local bookmakers that the world would actually end. They gave me pretty generous odds, too. It's always possible, of course, that the rest of the world has in fact ended, and only Greece, where I happen to be, has survived. The reason being that God, or whoever else is responsible for ending worlds, realised that the politicians, banks and IMF have been doing an excellent job of destroying the country themselves, so decided he or she could save him or herself the bother as well as a few thunderbolts. So to whoever is still alive out there and might be listening... Hello and welcome to episode 11 of A Kilo of String, my podcast series about what life is really like in Greece, at least from the point of view of one British expat, me. Just before I move on from the end of the world not happening, you have to spare a thought for the people who predicted it, and not just the 2012 apocalypse. People have been predicting the end of the world almost since the world began and they've all had to come up with some kind of explanation the next day as to why the earth isn't a smouldering ruin and why the sky isn't full of flying saucers come to whisk the faithful off to some other planet which is a lot nicer and which therefore doesn't have Starbucks, McDonald's, automated telephone menu systems or olive harvesting. Some of these explanations have been ingenious to the point of desperation and have ranged from a simple, Ah, yes, I must have made a mistake in my calculations and got the date wrong, to, Actually, the world did end, but unbelievers would not have been able to witness it because of their lack of faith. Then there's the other kind of doomsday cult leader who simply resorts to slaughtering all their followers, in the not unreasonable belief that this will at least stop them from taunting him with sentences beginning with, But I thought you said... The prophets of doom that I do feel sorry for, though, are the ones who genuinely take the failure of their prophecy to heart, and slump down in some corner and bawl their eyes out while a disciple tries to console them with such platitudes as, Cheer up, it may never happen! Or, worse still, Don't worry, it's not the end of the world! Incidentally, according to my dictionary, the English word for the branch of theology concerned with the end of the world is eschatology, whereas the word scatology means the scientific study of excrement. One syllable difference between banging on about the end of the world and talking a load of, well, I expect you get my drift, Apart from losing my bet on the world coming to an end on the 21st of December, 
The other downside of Apocalypse Not was that I then had to go out and buy Christmas presents, which I'd been putting off for the same reason I'd been putting off recording this podcast. And speaking of Christmas, brings me rather neatly to this. And now the BBC proudly presents, in association with Malacca Productions, a new adaptation of Charles Dickens's festive favourite, A Christmas Carol in Greece. I am the ghost of what was once the great nation of Greece. Well, go away. I want to sleep. There can be no sleep for the wicked, Ebenezer Merkel. But I am not the wicked. You destroyed my country and plunged its people into abject poverty and despair through your insistence on a series of swinging austerity measures for the sole purpose of keeping the European banks happy. No, I was simply obeying the orders. Now where have I heard that one before? Listen, just because I'm German, it doesn't mean that... No, bitch, you listen. Before this night is through, you will be visited by three further spirits, who will show you the error of your ways, in the hope that it is not too late for you to make amends. The first will appear when the clock strikes one. Auf Wiedersehen, Pet. Wait a minute, you can't. Hello. Ebenezer Merkel, is it? And who are you? Oh, I'm the ghost of Greece's past, isn't it? Come to show you what a fabulous place Greece was before you and your banking pals got your grubby little mitts on it. Come on, then. I haven't got all eternity. Well, I have as it happens, but never mind that now. See what I mean? Yes, but it's exactly because of all your partying and spending money you didn't have that Greece ended up in the financial poo in the first place. Christ, woman, where's your sense of fun? Look, just because I don't spend half my life at the hairdressers or topping up my fake tan like that mutton-dressed-as-lamb-lagard woman doesn't mean that... Oh, put a sock in it, love. Here comes the ghost of Greece's present. <coughs> Do you know you're even shorter than you look on the telly? Same bloody jacket, though, I see. What is wrong with my jacket? Sorry, sweetheart, but I don't have time to give you fashion tips. Come on. Where is this place? I'll show you. Ever butchers through the window of this small and sparsely furnished apartment of a typical Greek family, which, like so many others, has fallen foul of your austerity measures. That's Bob Kratitos at the head of the table. He and his wife have both been made redundant. And those four old people are their parents, who've had their pensions slashed by 60%. And you see those six kids? 
Who is the pale-looking little boy in the corner with the crutches? Tiny Tim Opelos. He desperately needs hospital treatment and medicines, but his mum and dad can't afford them. So what will happen to him? Tiny Tim Opelos. He'll be dead by next Christmas. So, Ebenezer Merkel, have you seen enough to make you change your ways? And who are you? My name's of Greece yet to come. The ghost of Greece yet to come. Wait a minute, I recognize you. Didn't you used to be... Certainly not. You must be mistaking me for somebody else. Have a look at this. A funeral? But who is that in the coffin? Not who, Frau Merkel. What? No, this cannot be true. Not... Not my beautiful Eurozone. Yes, indeed. But there is still time to shave the Eurozone and Greece. Shave the Eurozone? No, shave. As in, stop it from ceasing to exist. First of all, you must significantly reduce the austerity measures on which you have so far insisted. Very well. I shall consider your proposal. But first I must consult with the head of the European Central Bank, the IMF, and German Finance Minister Herr Schauble. Naturally, no assurances can be given until we have received... And tiny Timopoulos said, And God help us, everyone. You have been listening to A Christmas Carol in Greece, starring Christine Lagarde as Cinderella, Adonis Samaras as Prince Charming, and Evangelos Venizelos as both of the Ugly Sisters. The part of the evil neo-Nazi was played by the leader of Golden Dawn as himself. It's almost three o'clock, and time for Her Majesty the Queen's Christmas speech, which for the first time ever will be broadcast in 3D. Christmas is, of course, the time of year when... Right, that's about it for this episode, and all that remains is for me to wish both my listeners a very happy Christmas. Just kidding, of course, about only having two listeners, that is, not the happy Christmas bit. In fact, according to the widget thing I got on my website, it seems that I've got listeners from all over the world and I've notched up 39 different countries so far, including places as far-flung as Mauritius, Taiwan, Indonesia and the Philippines. There's also a map of the world which colours in all the countries the websites had visitors from. It's looking quite good so far, but there are some big white gaps in places like China, Greenland and most of Africa. Come to think of it, I suppose most of Greenland really does consist of big white gaps, but I don't think that's the reason it's not coloured in on my map. So if you know anybody who lives in any of these countries and or continents,
please do ask them to give my website a quick visit so I can get some more colouring in done. Thank you. One of the places I've already got coloured in is a small group of islands I'd never even heard of and had to look up. According to Wiki, Saint-Pierre-et-Miquelon is a self-governing territorial overseas collectivity of France, situated in the northwestern Atlantic Ocean near Canada. The islands were first discovered by the Portuguese in 1520 and were originally named the Islands of the Eleven Thousand Virgins. Perhaps this explains why the population has subsequently declined to less than 6,000, but to whichever of you that might be listening, bonjour, bienvenue et joyeux Noël. As always, a quick reminder that you can find links to other podcasts in this series by visiting my website at rob-johnson.org.uk. You can also subscribe free of charge to get notifications of future episodes and why not leave a comment while you're at it. Also, don't forget to tell your friends in China, Africa and Greenland. Have as happy a Christmas as you can manage and all the best for the new year. Many thanks for listening and until next time, cheers. Kala Christuyena, kala siotes, ke kronyopolak.